Access more. Hey there, I'm Christine, and I'm so excited to welcome you to the Equip and Empower podcast. Now, my prayer is that our time together each week encourages you, awakens you to the purposes of God in your life, and activates you to follow Jesus wholeheartedly as you live on mission for Him. Hey, podcast listeners. If you have ever found yourself wanting to give up, you're going to want to hear what we're about to share with you. Christine has put together a list of 10 of her favorite scriptures to encourage you to keep going when you just want to quit. Go to christinecane.com forward slash don't quit to get your copy so that you'll have encouragement ready for the next time you're finding it hard to keep believing that the best is yet to come. Now, let's dive into today's message. I am so grateful that you have joined us today and I truly believe that God has a word for you. You know, there's no doubt in our world, so many are feeling weak and weary and discouraged and everywhere I travel, I bump into people that are feeling disappointed or or disillusioned right now. And here is the truth. I believe that today God's going to speak to you and God is gonna speak courage back into you. I believe that the Holy Spirit's gonna help you to see that with Him, all things are possible. You don't have to settle for just where you are. This is not how it's always gonna be. I know you may have been disappointed. I know things have come your way that may have discouraged you either relationally or emotionally, maybe even spiritually, but I'm praying that you are going to hope again, that the Holy Spirit is gonna infuse you with faith. He's gonna infuse you with hope that you are gonna dream again, that you are gonna believe again, that you are gonna go again in Jesus' Name. You can tell right at the outset of this show, I am pumped up, I am fired up and I am ready to go because I believe that there has been just such an overwhelming sense of disappointment and discouragement that we as believers have been frightened to believe God. We're just like, what if I'm disappointed again? What if I'm discouraged again? What if I'm disillusioned again? But I wanna encourage you in Jesus' Name to go again again to believe God again. And we're gonna see from Scripture that God is with us and calling us to go higher. In Numbers chapter 14, verse 24, in the NIV, we read that because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to and his descendants will inherit it. Did you catch that? Because my servant Caleb has a different spirit. Today, I wanna talk about what it is to have a different spirit and to wholeheartedly follow God. Because it is people with a different spirit and who have a commitment to wholeheartedly following God that are gonna step up and into the purpose of God. In a world full of fear, in a world full of doubt, in a world full of negativity, in a world full of discouragement and disappointment and disillusionment, we the people of God can be people with a different spirit. In a world full of compromise, in a world full of people going with the flow, in a world full of people following their own way, you and I can make a decision that we are wholeheartedly going to follow the Lord our God, to do what God has called us to do so that we can be who God has called us to be. We wanna be a people that have a different spirit. We wanna be a people that wholeheartedly follow the Lord and reap of the blessings of having a different spirit and wholehearted fellowship. So we're gonna turn 
to the book of Numbers, chapter 13. This is one of my favourite chapters in the Bible. The Bible says in Numbers 13, verse 1, the Lord spoke to Moses, send men to scout out the land of Canaan. I am giving to the Israelites. Send one man who is a leader among them from each of their ancestral tribes. Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran at the Lord's command. All the men were leaders in Israel. These were their names. Now I'm just going to give their first names. Shaphat, Caleb, Egal, Hoshea, Palti, Gadiel, Gadi, Amiel, Sether, Nabi, Gul. Verse 16, these were the names of the men Moses sent to scout out the land and Moses renamed Hoshea, son of Nun, Joshua. When Moses sent them to scout out the land of Canaan, he told them, go up this way to the Negev, then go up into the hill country, see what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. Is the land they live in good or bad? Are the cities they live in encampments or fortifications? Is the land fertile or unproductive? Are there trees in it or not? Be courageous. Bring back some fruit of the land. It was the season for the first grapes. So they went up and they scouted out the land from the wilderness of Zin, as far as Rehab near the entrance Hamath. They went up through the Negev, came to Hebron, where Ahaman, Sishai and Talmai, the descendants of Anak, were living. Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. When they came to the Valley of Eshkol, they cut down a branch with a single cluster of grapes, which was carried on a pole by two men. Now that is serious grapes right there. They also took some pomegranates and figs. I would be living my best life right now. I love pomegranates and figs. That place was called the Valley of Eshkol because of the cluster of grapes the Israelites cut there. At the end of 40 days, they returned from scouting out the land. The men went back to Moses, Aaron and the entire Israelite community in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back a report for them and the whole community and they showed them the fruit of the land. They reported to Moses, we went into the land where you sent us. Indeed, it was flowing with milk and honey and here is some of its fruit. However, the people living in the land are strong and the cities are large and fortified. We also saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites are living in the land, the Negev, the Hethites, the Jebusites, the Amorites live in the hill country and the Canaanites live by the sea and along the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people in the presence of Moses and said, let us go up now and take possession of the land because we can certainly conquer it. But the men who had gone up with him responded, we can't attack the people because they are stronger than we are. So they gave a negative report to the Israelites about the land they had scouted. The land we passed through to explore is one that devours its inhabitants. And all the people we saw in it are men of great size. We even saw the Nephilim there. The descendants of Anak came from the Nephilim. To ourselves, we seem like grasshoppers and we must have seemed the same to them. This is the word of the Lord. Here's the children of Israel, they are on the edge of the promised land. I mean, this is amazing to me. Can you imagine what it was like? I mean, they had been in bondage, in captivity, their ancestors for 430 years. They had come out of Egypt and Egyptian slavery. It's amazing to me. They traveled two whole years to get here. They had seen God miraculously set them free under the leadership of Moses. I mean, you just think about what they saw. They had seen the Red Sea part. I mean, that would have been a wild thing. What a miracle. It's kind of like, there goes the Red Sea, it parted. They had seen all of the Egyptian army drown behind them. I mean, they followed a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. That's how they saw the presence of the Lord. They had been given the Ten Commandments. I mean, Moses had gone up to Mount Sinai. They had seen this come to pass. 
They had had manna from heaven for 40 years to sustain them. Can you imagine? All in all, they had seen signs. They had seen wonders. They had seen miracles. They had seen evidence after evidence after evidence, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. They had seen a tangible evidence of God's faithfulness to them. They had seen God's love for them. They had seen God's care of them. As they stood on the threshold of the promised land, I would be thinking they would be full of faith. I would be thinking they were thinking God could do anything. If God could part a Red Sea, if God can feed us in the wilderness day and night for 40 years, if God's presence is with us and He brought us out of slavery, God can take us into the promised land. We are about to discover how you can see signs, wonders, miracles, God be faithful in your past and then right on the threshold of your promised land, you can miss the inheritance because you forget the faithfulness of God in your past. See, the Lord said to Moses right at the outset of chapter 13, He said, send men out to scout out the land. And here is the key. I am giving to them. I wanna read verse two to you. It says, send men to scout out the land of Canaan. I am giving to the Israelites. Now this was not open for negotiation. God wasn't saying, I don't know if I'm powerful enough to give it to them. I don't know if I'm strong enough to give it to them. He was saying, this is a done deal. I'm giving them the land. So now send them out to check out what I am giving them. We read in verse 18 to 20, see what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak. Are they few or many? Is the land they live in good or bad? Are the cities they live in encampments or fortifications? Is the land fertile or unproductive? Are there trees in it or not? Be courageous. Bring back some of the fruit of the land. So I want you to see in these verses, God is making a declaration. This is not a debate. He's not having a committee meeting. Please, everyone come in. Please help me decide whether I have the ability to give you the land. He's saying, no, 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 this is not a maybe. It's a done deal. I'm giving it to you. God said, I'm doing this. I'm giving you the land. So He wasn't sending the men in on a scouting mission to decide if God had the ability to give them the land. He was sending them on a scouting mission to scout it out. He's saying, see what the land is like. Is it good or bad? Is it fertile or unproductive? Are the people strong or weak? Is, are they few or many? Are the cities fortified or not? And by the way, as you're checking it all out, I want you to bring back some of the fruit. I want you to hold the fruit in your hand. So the men went in. They saw the fruit. They carried it. They held it. And yet they doubted it. Do you even understand that? They went into the land that God promised them. And God was saying, you check it out because He was sending them in to see how they were going to take what He had already given to them. See, sometimes we think that, well, if we come back and tell God all the reasons why I can't do it because it's so hard, then God's gonna change His mind. And God's like, no, 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 I sent them in not to make a choice of like, can I do it? I want them to see what it is that I am giving them. But the men went back to Moses, Aaron, and the entire Israelite community in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. 
They brought back a report for them and the whole community and they showed them the fruit of the land. See, they showed them, they held it, they showed it to them. They reported to Moses, we went into the land where you sent us. Indeed, it is flowing with milk and honey and here is some of its fruit. Can you imagine? They're holding it. Here it is, God. Here's the fruit that you told us was gonna be in the promised land. So it took 40 days to complete this trek. They went to Hamath and they went back and it was about a a 300 mile round trip. So can you imagine the anticipation of the people that were waiting in the wilderness? I mean, all the Israelites, they must've been wondering, "I, I wonder, I wonder what the fruit's gonna be like. I wonder what the promised land actually looks like. This is what God promised to us. They would have been so excited to see these leaders come back with with the huge fruit. Imagine, man, they're, they're like watching the fruit that's being carried on the poles. Imagine how their faith expanded. They're watching them come back. They're holding all of this fruit. And imagine what they're thinking. Wow, look at the goodness of God. Look at the faithfulness of God. Look at the provision of God. I mean, it's right in front of them. God has not only been faithful to them in their past, now these leaders have gone into their future and they've brought back a taste of the future and it looks spectacular. And the leaders categorically stated, the land is indeed flowing with milk and honey. The land is actually as good as God said it is. So the provision is there. It's as good as He said that it is. And all of these leaders, they had walked the same path. They had seen the same sights. They held the same fruit. They tasted the same milk and honey. They had all survived the same exact journey Every one of them walked out alive from the same giants. They carried grapes on a pole and they didn't die. So they all should have felt confident. They all should have felt protected by God. They all should have felt grateful to God. They all should have seen the faithfulness of God, the goodness of God, except, except someone said, however, and one however, thwarted the purpose of an entire generation. In verse 28, he said, However, the people living in the land are strong and the cities are large and fortified. And we also saw the descendants of Anak there. Can I just tell you, as soon as you drop in one, however, basically, but you drop in one, but you can forget everything someone said before it. It doesn't matter that they said, here is the fruit. Oh, the land truly flows with milk and honey. It's as good as you said, God. They're literally holding the fruit in one hand and then in the other hand, they're like, however. And this is where we are in this moment. We're in this moment right now. Yes, God, you are faithful. Yes, God, what you say is true. All the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. However, we've just come out of a pandemic. However, We're in crisis economically, politically, socially, morally. However, my relationships are a mess. However, one however can thwart the promises of God. You see, in that moment, they crushed the spirit of the people. In that moment, as they said, however, in that moment, despair actually replaced courage. In that however moment, fear 
replaced faith. In that however moment, dread replaced hope. I wonder how often we're doing that today. However, however in that moment, they took their eyes off the promise and they put it on the problem. At that exact moment, an entire generation missed out on going in to possess the promise of God. One, however, one, however, thwarted the purpose of God for an entire generation. Yes, the people in the promised land, yes, they were strong. Yes, the cities were fortified. No one is denying, diminishing or dismissing the reality of the facts. The people were strong. The cities were fortified. The descendants of Anak were there. But I want you to see this but they had actually just walked out carrying the fruit. They didn't die. They weren't devoured. They weren't killed. They actually managed to go in and walk out with the fruit because God said He was giving them the land. God never said that it wouldn't be a challenge to take the land along the way. He never said there wouldn't be giants. He never said there wouldn't be obstacles. He never said there wouldn't be hurdles. He never said that in His life. He just said, I want you to go in and look at the land that I am giving to you. I want you to check out the promises. They're awesome. The provision, it is awesome. I'm gonna make a way where there is no way. I got a track record of doing that, by the way. Didn't I get you out of slavery? Didn't I split a Red Sea? Didn't we go in and didn't I provide for you for 40 years in the wilderness? Didn't I provide everything you ever needed. By the way, I've got a track record of being faithful. By the way, I've got a track record of providing for you. And so now I want you to go in and see the land that I've been talking about, the land that I promised you. It's flowing with milk and honey. It's abundant. Go in and check it out. And by the way, check out how you're going to take it because I want you to see, is there a lot of people? Is there a few? Are the cities fortified or aren't there? Is there giants or is there not? They're not a bother to me. If I've already said I'm going to give it to you, I'm going to make a way where there appears to be no way. Exactly in the same way that I've done it in the past. And so I want you to go in, not to check out if I can give it to you, but to check out how you are gonna take what I've already given to you. Yes, there'll be challenges. Yes, there'll be obstacles. Yes, there'll be trials. Yes, there'll be suffering. Yes, there'll be hurdles, but you can lay a hold of all the promises of God. And today you and I are at this exact same threshold, the exact same threshold. We're in a however moment on the earth. Oh yes, Pandemic, yes. Political instability, yes. Social instability, yes. Many things being awakened on the planet, yes. Contention, chaos, division, heartache, pain, suffering, natural disasters, yes, 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 yes. At the same time, promises from God, yes. All the promises of God are in Christ Jesus, amen, yes. So the same threshold. Are we going to say however, or are we gonna say yes? Are we gonna say in one hand, look at the faithfulness of God. However, it's really hard right now. However, I don't think God's promises hold true right now because you know what? The world is a mess right now. People are just really anti-Christian right now. But you know what? Our society is a mess politically, economically, socially, morally, environmentally, physically. However, 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 the way you look at things in this moment will not only determine your purpose, but the generations that are gonna follow after you. The decisions you and I make in this however moment on the earth are gonna determine whether we're gonna lay a hold of the promises of God and whether we hold the baton of faith and hand it over from one generation to the next. These men 
10 leaders kept an entire generation out of their destiny, not because God wasn't faithful, but because they lacked faith. Not because God wasn't gonna deliver what He was going to promise, but they stopped believing God. They got their eyes off the promise and they got their eyes on the problem. They started to focus on how big the giants were. They started to focus on how impossible the task seemed. They started to focus on all of the negativity, all of the fear, all of the doubt, all of their unbelief. They got their eyes off God and they got their eyes off the promise and they put their eyes on the problem and as a result, an entire generation did not go into the promised land. Are you and I going to be people of faith in this Kairos moment on the earth with so much pain, so much doubt, so much unbelief, so much fear. Are we going to be people that are gonna choose to focus on the promise keeper, Jesus? Are we gonna choose to focus on the promise? All the promises of God are in Christ Jesus, yes and amen. Are we gonna choose to continue to advance forward and lay a hold of all of that for which Christ Jesus has laid a hold of me? Are we gonna have a however spirit or we can certainly do it spirit? Are we gonna have the spirit of the 10 negative spies Or are we gonna have a different spirit of Caleb who said, we are well able. We are certainly able to do it. We were born for this moment on the earth. Church, we are well able to go in and take the land. We are well able to lay a hold of the promises of God. We are well able to stand steadfast, immovable in this hour and be salt and light on this earth for the glory of God. We are well able to take the land. However, spirit, will thwart the purposes and the promises of God for your life. A different spirit is the spirit that says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. It is the spirit that says, he who promised is faithful. It is the spirit that says, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Let's be a people that don't have a however spirit, but a people that I have, we can certainly do it, spirit. Thanks for listening today. We hope the message has encouraged you. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. For links and more, head to christinecane.com forward slash podcast. We hope to see you again next week right here for another episode of Equip and Empower.